everybody, how are you today? My name is Taylor and this is Morbid Academy. It is the Friday before Halloween. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Yes, I say excited. It's only two days away. Although I don't know why I get so excited. I've, I've come to the conclusion that I have no idea why I get excited because I literally do the exact same thing that I do every day. I sit on my ass and I watch TV. Actually, I don't watch TV all day. I'm on my phone all day every day. But on Halloween, I sit on my ass all day, but I watch horror movies and scary movies and thriller movies all day. And I eat candy all day. It's a fantastic time. But anyway, speaking of Halloween, there will be a bonus episode up on Sunday. But if you would like to get the episode early, you can head over to patreon.com slash morbidacademy and get it the, the same day that this episode comes out, which is Friday, October 29th. Yes, October 29th. Also, if you are still having issues with episodes playing on whatever app that you are using, please let me know. Email me at morbidacademy at gmail.com or you can DM me on Instagram at morbidacademy or Facebook me, same name, Morbid Academy. Please let me know and I will get it fixed. And I think that's all the housekeeping that I have. It's not really housekeeping, but whatever. This week, I'm keeping it with the true crime bubble of this podcast. And I'm going to tell you about William Lisk. Yeah, this guy. The young man who murdered his, pretty much his whole family on Halloween. So let's get started, shall we? 11 years ago, Sunday, October 31st, which for some reason, it makes me like really happy that 11 years ago, Halloween was on a Sunday. And then to the, today, this year, Halloween is on a Sunday. I mean, I know that's going to happen, but for some reason that makes me happy. I'm an, I'm a nerd. Hush. So anyway, Halloween 2010. 16-year-old Devin Griffin returns to his home in Ottawa County, Ohio, but he came home to a unusually quiet house after attending Sunday morning church services. Devin went up to his room to play video games and around 1.30 p.m. began to wonder where his family was. The house was still quiet, his mom usually would have been up and about and doing stuff. I mean, it's 1.30 p.m. on a Sunday. So he goes downstairs to the master bedroom and found his mother, Susan, 46, laying next to his stepfather, William Lisk, Sr., 53, with the comforter pulled over their heads. Devin thinks they're just sleeping, so he walks up to his mom, calling to her, trying to wake her up. Nothing. Her foot's hanging out of the covers. He... He, he touches her leg, still talking to her, nothing. So he decides to pull down the covers and he sees that her pillow is soaked with blood. At first, he thought it was just a Halloween prank, but soon realized it wasn't. Devin ran out of the house without looking for his older brother, Derek, who was 23. He didn't know what happened and he didn't know if he was still safe in the house. So yeah, that that's smart. Get out of the house. You don't know. When he gets outside, he calls his aunt, Lori, who then called 911. Lori told police that she had called the house around 7 a.m. and then again at 9 a.m. because Derek had not shown up for work. She also reported that a pickup truck was missing from their property, the Devon's home's property, not her property. So when detectives arrive, they find Susan and Bill Sr. shot to death in their bed. 
They searched the house for Devin's older brother, Derek, again, who was 23. He had a room upstairs, which was surprisingly locked. They kicked down the door to find him, quote, curled up in bed facing the wall. That is all the information I got, like on his position, but that's okay, because then the coroner's report showed that Bill Sr. had been shot five times in the head and face. Susan had been raped and shot three times at close range. And Devin had been killed by blunt force trauma to the head, most likely dying within minutes of the first blow. Investigators found the bloody claw hammer in the house and muddy footprints near the deck to the pond on the property, leading them to believe that the gun had been dropped in the pond. But they drained the pond and they didn't find anything. Police immediately identified William Lisk Jr., who was 24 at the time, the son of Bill Sr., as their prime suspect. Devin had said that he had spent, he as in Devin, spent Saturday night with his father at his house, then returned home Sunday morning to change for church. He said he remembered seeing his stepbrother William at the house, but didn't think anything of it. He changed, like five minutes later, he was out. So he literally came in, changed, did his thing, out within five minutes. So later that day, William was arrested at the family's cabin in Perry Township, Ohio. According to Devin's aunt, Lori, the family had a lot of trouble with him and the law. He had threatened his stepmom multiple times before, and he suffered from mental illness. So a little bit about his, uh, his rap sheet, as we like to call it in the biz. I'm sorry, that was stupid. Anyway, in 2002, Bill Sr. called the police after William, who was 16 at the time, threatened to harm himself. And when police arrived, he attacked the officers and faced charges in juvenile court. In 2004, he got into a fight with his stepmom, Susan, and hit her in the chest. Also in 2004, he was charged with assault and robbery after hitting Susan again with a coffee cup and taking her keys. But a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity was filed for William and the state later dropped the charges. William was then moved into a group home in Sandusky, Ohio, so that he could get the treatment that he needed. But he ended up getting into several fights with both his father whenever he came to visit him or pick him up for something and others at the facility. And the police were called at least three times. Yeah, that, that's not good, William. That's not good. In 2004 or 2005, it wasn't entirely exact on when it was, Bill Sr. kicked William out of the house after he tried to attack Susan in the shower. So obviously we can see that Susan and William had the best relationship, right? No, that was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. No, they did not. He never liked his stepmother. Uh, they got married in 2001, and since then, he n never, never has liked her. He said that she tried to, quote, impose order in the household, end quote. But I feel like that's what a parent does. I mean, I'm not a parent, so I have no idea, but still, whatever. Okay, back to the story. So Bill kicked him out, but he never gave up on his son. In 2006, he filed for guardianship over William after he was hospitalized and treated for schizoactive disorder bipolar type, 
which just got my psychology bachelor brain going because personality disorders are my favorite to study and research because but I just did a very very little bit of research because that's not what this episode's about so schizoaffective disorder bipolar type is a mental health condition that is characterized primarily by symptoms of schizophrenia like hallucinations or delusions as well as symptoms of a mood disorder like mania or depression and there are two types depression type and bipolar type bipolar type is includes episodes of mania and sometimes major depression so that's what william lisk had after his hospitalization william was moved into a halfway house investigators interviewed a family friend named mark gradle who said that bill senior would often call him to help with william and one time derek called mark because bill and william were in a physical fight Mark also said that he had talked to Bill Sr. multiple times with concerns for the family's safety, but Bill just kind of blew him off saying that William would never hurt them. And well, that backfired. I'm sorry, that's a, that's bad. That That's bad. I'm, I apologize. So even the neighbors had suspected William when he was younger of killing their pets. According to Mark, his dog had been shot twice with 22 caliber bullets and had suspected William. I don't think anything came of it. Nothing that I could find, but something's not right with William. Am I, am I right? Am I right? I'm sorry. So a week before the murders, Mark told investigators that Bill Sr. had taken some vacation time to go deer hunting with William up at the family cabin and returned the day before the murders. That night, they had gone drinking with friends, including Mark, and Bill let William sleep on the couch because they had been drinking and didn't either, either didn't want to drive William home because he was drunk or didn't want William to drive home because he was drunk. Wasn't clear on that either. Around 6.30 a.m., October 31st, Michelle Gradle, Mark's wife, said that she heard gunshots which is said to be consistent with Susan and Bill Sr.'s time of death. According to phone records, Derek had last spoken to anybody around 2 p.m. the day before. And as we know, Devin had showed up at the house. It was around 9.30 a.m. to get changed for church. And he said he had encountered William, but he changed and left within about five minutes. He told investigators that William had asked him quite uncharacteristically why is that such a hard word for me to say? What he was doing and how long he'd be gone. Investigators said, quote, Devin said that William was acting happier. Devin stated that normally he was gloomy. I asked Devin what made him think that William was acting happier. And Devin stated it was because he was happier. He was more upbeat and more talkative, end quote. So he was freaking happy that he killed his family or with his mental illness, having a mania episode. I apologize for any dog whining that you hear in the background. My dog Spencer is being a butt and just sitting at the top of the stairs, which is right outside my door, whining. Not at my door to come in. No, at the top of the stairs. So I will go downstairs with him. He's the neediest dog I have ever met. Him and his sister, Charlie. They are the neediest dogs. 
I have ever met. And he's still doing it. I even left the door open a little bit and he's standing at the stairs. So anyway, where was I? Right. Devin had come home, changed, saw William who asked him what he was doing and how long he'd be gone, which was very uncharacteristic of him and was happier. Hmm. Okay. Now Devin leaves and William takes the family's Ford F-150 and drives up to the cabin, but he was only there for like an hour before police caught him. I don't know where the cabin was compared to where their house is. So I don't know how long it took them. I, I feel like he would have been there longer, but maybe, I don't know. He was charged with three counts of aggravated murder and was found competent to stand trial. In September, 2011, almost a year after the deaths of his family, William Lisk pleaded guilty, which was actually part of the plea deal so that he wouldn't get the death penalty. He was then sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. But it doesn't end there because in March of 2015, at the age of 29, William was found dead in his cell at the Ross Correctional Institution from a self-inflicted injury. And that, my friends, is the story of William Lisk. I found that I was searching for Halloween true crime things to do, seeing as it's the Friday before Halloween, and none of them sounded interesting except for this one. I think, maybe, I don't know. All I know is that Halloween is probably like 99% ruined for Devin, who was the one who found his family brutally murdered in his house, in their house. So I also found out, I forgot to write it down, that William Sr.'s sister died Monday, November 1st, 2010 from a garage fire that had nothing to do with the store, nothing to do with William Jr. She, it was just an accident. I'm guessing she got stuck in the garage. Uh, so that poor, poor family. And at that point, William Lisk Sr.'s mother was still alive. So she had to deal with the death of two of her children, her daughter-in-law, her grandchild, and then losing her other grandchild because he did that horrible thing and then went to prison and then five years later killed himself. That poor, poor poor family. And then that poor kid, Devin. I have no idea where he is, how he's doing. I hope he's okay. I hope the family's doing all right. But that is the story of William Lisk, the young man who killed his family on Halloween. Don't forget to listen to the bonus episode on Sunday on Halloween. I decided to do a topic that freaks me the freak out. Oh my god. So creepy. If you'd like to listen now, you can head over to patreon.com and and become a wonderful patron. Other than that, please rate and review wherever you rate and review your podcast. It really helps me out. It helps the podcast get out there to more people. Right now, I have a wonderful one-star review on Apple Podcast saying, why aren't the episodes working? Which I'm not sure what they're talking about. I can't reply to it, which sucks. Um, I mean, I think I know what they're talking about. I think it's when the episodes weren't uploading for some reason to all of the, all of the apps, but I think I fixed it. But 
that one star really hurts me, guys. So if you could just head over there and, and make it so I don't have a one star review, that would be really appreciated. I love you all. As always, you can find Morbid Academy wherever you get your podcast, your favorite streaming app, whatever those are called, with new episodes out every Friday. And the videos for the episodes are out on Saturdays on Instagram and Facebook. If you would like some bonus content, you can head over to patreon.com slash morbidacademy. Also, I have a other donation spot. If you don't want to be a monthly member or an annual member, if you just want to donate once and however much of your choosing, you can head over to buymeacoffee.com slash morbidacademy. You will get some of the same stuff that the Patreon members will get, but not all of it because that's for members, but there are perks for donating once of your choosing. Check out the merch at morbidacademymerch.com. If you become a Patreon or a donor, you get a special little discount code. You can follow along on Instagram and Facebook at Morbid Academy. And if you have a story you would like me to cover in future episodes, or you have your own creepy story, I would love to read them aloud on here. You can email both of those to me at morbidacademy at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope you keep it creepy, friends. Bye-bye.